Section 59 of the Turquoise Storybook Stories and Legends of Summer and Nature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Kimberly Town. The Turquoise Storybook Stories and Legends of Summer and Nature by Ada M. Skinner and Eleanor L. Skinner. Owl Wisdom. Francis Wright. Once upon a time, the owls were the largest and most dull and stupid of all the birds of the air. While the eagle soared above the mountain's crest to hail the sun before his rising, and the lark caroled his matin in the blue fields of ether, the owls were snoring. When the thrush and the blackbird, retreating from the heat of noon, filled the deep groves with their melody, the owls snored out the sylvan concert. And when the soft Cushat poured his evening tale of love into the ear of his listening mate, the owls were still snoring in their unbroken and dreamless sleep. It chanced most naturally that when towards midnight the heavy, big-headed creatures half opened their stupid eyes and half stretched first one drowsy pinion and then the other, that their stomachs craved for food. Whereupon, after much yawning and stretching, they dragged themselves from their holes and went prowling after bats and mice in the dark. Tired with their hunt, and not over content with their supper, which was both coarse and scanty, they thus laid their heads together, and, however dull by nature and doubly dulled by sleep, they were for once stimulated by hunger and disappointment to something like ingenuity. Said an old gray-headed owl, This barbarous exercise ill suits, with my years and my gravity. And this barbarous fare, said a pert idle youngster, ill suits with the youthful activity of my stomach. I'll stake my reputation upon it, said a third, shaking his dull head, but that proud, self-sufficient, gourmandizing eagle has eaten a whole sheep for his supper. And I'll stake mine, yawned a fourth, that his first cousin the vulture and his second cousin the hawk have feasted, the one on a fat lamb, and the other on a hen and chickens. Chut, said the first old greybeard, we'll feast ere long on sheep, lamb, hens, chicken, and all, eh, mayhap on the eagle's own little ones, to say nothing of his cousins. How so, hooted out the whole junto, you would not fight the king of birds. Let me alone for that. There are better weapons than beak or talons, and so he and his subjects shall find but you must all aid in the enterprise. If there be no fighting, and not too much labor, and not too much peace, there shall be nothing but sleeping. Sleeping? Aye, and some talking, but leave that to me. Here all heavy heads poked forward, closing in a circle round their nester, while all their great round eyes opened in full stare upon his. Tomorrow you must all sleep as usual until I give a long hoot. Then you must all open your eyes and observe what shall chance. Tired with so unusual debate, all went to sleep accordingly, and snored louder than usual, until just as the sun had awakened to full life and stir all the feathered tribe, the old owl hooted and screeched forth such a yell as first terrified and then attracted on wings, spurred by curiosity, though still trembling with fear, every bird of the air, from the giant eagle to the diminutive wren. A vision, a vision, cried the owl, and again he screeched, and again he hooted, rustling up all his feathers, flapping his wings, blinking his eyes, and tumbling head over tail like a bird distracted. Every creature present stared and wondered, 
A vision, a vision, a miracle, a miracle, again shouted the owl. I have seen a bird larger than the ostrich and stronger than the eagle. Lightnings flame from his eyes, and thunder roars from his beak. He has spoken, and lo, his command was, The owls are my servants, and to them I make known my will. Let all the birds of the air hearken to their voice, let them do their bidding, respect their repose, and feed them with the fat of the land, or behold, I will feed upon them. Thereupon the owls set up a hoot and chorus, and all the birds scattered to the four winds to collect food for the servants to eat, lest the unseen master should eat them. From this time forth, these stupid owls were deemed the wisest of the birds of the air. They supped every night upon fat yearlings, and when they hooted, all the feathered tribe clapped their wings and sang songs of praise. End of section 59